No! Yeah, now that. Uh, hello and uh, welcome to Throllers. I'm here with Chris Reynolds. How you doing, Chris? Yep, very well. Uh, can't actually see you. I'm not actually here with you, but uh, I am on the phone line. Here I am. That's it. Perfect. Um, yeah, we couldn't manage to go uh, meet in person this week because uh, you can't make Stony and I can't make uh, the social day. And I don't know, too much has happened to not have a yarn about it, I think. so. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't, um, I couldn't get down to uh, two heads. Right, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just the right amount of jankiness. Yeah, Speaking- perfect. Speaking of, um, for those that are listening for the first time, first of all, where have you been? Go back and listen to the other episodes. Secondly, um, we are the throwers, and uh, the concept is that, you know, we've all had those throws off the tee that uh, have turned into those accidental rollers, and sometimes they come off, and uh, we're hoping this podcast sometimes comes off. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, bits happened since our last podcast. Um, they had a big tournament down in Waco, didn't they? They certainly did. They certainly did. And um, yeah, one of the uh, obviously one of the young guns, KK Kellogg's, um, <laughs> got it done from the chase card, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, he definitely did. Um, yeah, very impressive. I I uh, forgot about him is the wrong word, but I feel like he was an up and comer two years ago. And then last year he was like, nah. Yeah, that's put perfectly. Yeah, mm. 2021 was a good year for Kyle. Maybe, um, you know, with a lot of people not touring and whatnot and COVID and blah, blah, blah. And then when everyone was on tour a bit more last year, he he was a bit um, missing in action for sure. But, um, yeah, he's had a stellar start to the season. Yeah, no, exactly. You don't win these by accident. So there's about a 1,000 people within one stroke of the lead at one stage. So um, no, he's done very well. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure at one stage during the final round, there were 13 people tied for the lead. That's hectic. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I probably just made that up. I said it confidently, so let's run with it. Yeah, I like that for sure. <laughs> but a few of the old boys fired up for this tourney. This is like a throwback tourney with uh, Sexton and Orm, although Orm's always pretty good nowadays. Um, um, Colling was looking good for a second and then hit uh, whole 18. Colling, I'm glad you brought up Colling. Uh, Colling had some moments. Have you, have you seen his social media recap? <laughs> nah, i got to check that out because I know he's on fire and then something happened on whole 18 that I, I need to check out. Yeah, yeah whole 18, he, I think he 12-putted from circle one, <laughs> something, something crazy. He thought, you know what, Evelina, hold my beer. I'm going to take my time with this one. And um, and then he did it in like round three as well. I think he went bogey three round two, butchered hole eighteen round one, and absolutely um, wrecked hole sixteen round three. I think between those two holes, eighteen and sixteen in those two rounds, he was nine strokes over. <laughs> yeah, and that I'm not. I'm, that part I'm not making up. Oh, um, if, you, if you took that, if you took those nine strokes away from him, he's coming seventh. <laughs> Oh, I'll definitely have to go check that out then. <laughs> yeah. Seventh was a good number, though. That's where my boy, Kale LaVisca, ended up, which was a pretty hot yeah. tip for me in the uh, tipping comp. Yes, wrecking me in the tipping comp. Gossage um, like uh, the sausage, struggling. <laughs> Honestly, that's, I was tossing up between 
the sausage and uh, cow. So I'm I'm pretty happy it it fell my way this week. Um, everyone in the tipping comp that I've spoken to has said the exact same thing. It's not making me feel any better. <laughs> everyone wanted him. No one took him but you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I tell you what, he cashed though. He's literally, if you go on BDJ, he's last at the cash line. Dang. He picked up, he picked up 100 bucks. Oh, so nice. it was worth his, worth his efforts. That'll buy him lunch. But really, what are we here to talk about? We've got to do, we've got to do an Elijah check-in, don't we? For sure. So, um, just to uh, remind us, he came 88th um, at the last DGPT event, mm-hmm. and um, we obviously gave him a rev up via this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he, he wanted to get in touch with us, so he just he didn't quite get the time, um, just for a bit more uh, one-to-one pep talk. But either way, he's uh, got it done and jumped up to 62nd. Beautiful. That's that's yeah. our boy. Equal with uh, Tristan Tanner. Pretty sure that guy was uh, up there in Worlds. Exactly. Ahead of exactly. Garrett Gerthy, ahead of Ezra Aderhold. What losers. Our boy getting it done. Yeah. Now, I just want to see how far off the cash line he was. Uh, five shots. Five shots off the cash line. Mm. So, I'm backing him in at Austin. He's, he's going to make cash. He's going to cash at Austin. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Maybe I'll tip him. <laughs> well, my tips are cooked. Maybe I'll tip him. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the FBO had... Uh, Bit of an interesting finish as well. Because uh, like, Tatar came out and Tatar'd it up in the first round. And that was surpri- um, seemingly game over. And then uh, very lackluster second round. And an absolute battle on the third, right? Didn't she have to uh, birdie 18 to get it done? I think it was like four shot swing in the last three holes. Jesus. Um, in the FPO. Looking at the ratings, she's gone 1021, 951. That's bigger rates, uh, rating swings than um, our mate Daz. <laughs> Sorry, Daz. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she got a ton in the end. She's a weapon. I just assume that if she plays, she wins. That's, uh, yeah, it's really weird at the moment. There's just no one else that seems like she, they're even close to her. Yeah, and in fact, she didn't even play her best um, and got it done. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if One Throw Ally got a, a big win uh, on the DGBT series last year. I was like, so I think that would have been her first big win. Oh, wow. That's, that's, um, that's stiff to have it slip away from you in the last couple of holes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bogey and a couple of pars. And yeah, um, Tatar was just smashing birdies. Mm. Yeah, too good. Um, well, that's enough about the Americans. What about some uh, what about some local content? I couldn't make it to Stony League. Uh, I was at a concert, uh, but you were there. How? What were we looking at last week on Thursday? Um, yeah, I've I've gone pretty well there. I'm pretty sure in one of our other episodes, I um, it might have been after League Day that I, I smashed the 13 down at Stony. I mm. backed that up. Um, with a 12-under um, on Thursday night, which uh, got the chocolates over everyone, but only just. We, um, yeah, we had a lot of um, Stony specialists do Stony special things. Yeah, for so, sure. I'm having a look at the ratings, and I'm so glad I didn't come. Like, it is horrendous. Like, Stoya with the 11 down, but all of MA3-under, all of MA2-way-under. Uh, Brett Bobridge with three down. Like, poor Oscar shows up for his first one, shoots a neg seven, which is 
fine. That's good. And gets a reward with a, what is it, 903 or something? 906. Thanks, 906. Thanks for coming. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that into perspective, okay? I play Stony a lot. I If I was to open up UDISC right now, you can look at your course average. My course average is like minus 7.2. Now, I'm a 950 rated golfer. Yeah. So it's pretty fair to kind of make that correlation that minus 7, you know, would it be astounding if minus 7 was 950? That's my average, and then that's my average as a PDJ rated player. Yeah. Should be about 950. 906 is not getting it done. No, I think these leagues are a little sketchy. We need a few more people showing up so that... uh... I don't know. It's not so, <laughs> not so hectic, but oh, yeah. And we need like non-Westies showing up. What we need sure. is we, we need some of those bald hill cats that play only on a Tuesday night in the dark. <laughs> we need some of those uh, ladies and gents rocking up, and maybe even some Geelong crew. We need a mix because the Stony specialists are just killing it. Yeah, and they're killing me. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm barely surviving. Like. I'm, I'm going to get out of there. I'm going to get out of there unscathed, but I've had to go double digits every week every just to get engaged. Yeah, that's messed yeah. up. That's so good. Uh, yeah. So we've got one one more week uh, this coming Thursday, tomorrow, and um, I have it in my head that I'll just somehow shoot a uh, neg 12 and salvage my whole, uh, my whole league. So we'll see how we go. Um, yeah, I've got no doubt that that'll happen. And my sort of a good score, you'll uh, get it done. I can't can't be there unfortunately, but I'll be uh, keeping a close eye on live scores for yeah, sure. Yeah, perfect. Um, we had two heads on the weekend as well, which I was that fortunate. Will, that's what we did. I'm ready for some hot takes. Obviously, yeah. I'm going to be there. So I was very fortunate to go down to that because uh, yeah, it's my favourite course to play in Australia. I don't normally do it very well, but um, it's still fun, and I still really enjoy it. Uh, and there was a few uh, Victorians popped down, which was good. There normally is. And um, Paddy Robinson and Tim Bohan were the hottest of the crew. Um, they both finished the weekend neg 13, which is very impressive. Um, went into a playoff. So we had... Uh, I only saw the last part of it because I was watching the much more important final couple holes of the MA1. Um, but I did catch, uh, I did catch the putting I think on hole 17, and I uh, watched all of hole 18. So most of the day, Tim Bohan was uh, ahead by a couple strokes because uh, Atticus was leading the charge quite handily and oofed. Um, it got bad early for the young fella, for the young Taswegian. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, there's an island hole 17, and I think a hole 7, and that ruined him. Uh, I yeah. I think he took a big number on that. He took 7 on 7. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. So he was basically out of it after that. And um, Timmy B was just there, steady, uh, ahead of Paddy by 2, with 2 to play, like the whole time basically, and then 2 to play. Timmy Bogies, Paddy Pars, and then uh, Paddy Parks hole 18. So uh, Timmy had to really go for it and hit an early tree. Upshot, par, Paddy takes the birdie, boom, we got a playoff. So they, they roll over to hole one, which is yeah, signature hole, point meter. Yeah. Um, Tim goes first, he just shoots one up down the guts, 
ends up being, you know, 20, 30 short, just a standard shot, hole one, like, it's a good shot, but, you know, it doesn't get you there. For, for anyone who hasn't played it, it's tough. It's so hard to birdie. Um, yeah. Not super long, but just the line you got to take and... Yeah, check up, it. Uphill, 110 meters. There's there's video on YouTube. There's I'm pretty sure there's some good cut roll media out there. Um, oh. Yours truly might have even uh, <laughs> had you know a, a whole wet watching there. Don't watch the rest of the video, but um, whole <laughs> one. Feel free to check that out. Yeah, that was some, that was nice. That, that's that's how you do it. But anyway, um, they had the uh, right to left towel win. So on that hole. What that means is the big boys throw a hyzer over the one tree, the big tree in the middle. Pretty standard. Um, it, you kind of got to get a bit lucky to get there. Like, not there, but like into it close. But you're definitely going to be around it and you can have a scary putt or an easy layup. Um, oh, I, I, can't exp- I can't fully describe it to you, Chris. It just shot straight up in the air like you wouldn't believe like out of his hand perfect hit the exact airspace that you need for the shot and as soon as it got to what should have been its highest point it got lifted another 20 meters 30 meters it just i've never seen a disc go so high uh and then <laughs> proceeded to get dumped way out of bounds left um timmy lays up three gets it done uh patty was shook uh, he, he's never seen it. I've never seen it. No one's ever seen it. It was one of the weirdest. Like, that's the shot they play when this wind comes. And, <laughs> no, nah, it didn't work out. Um, yeah, it put the cat, like, um, oh, one of the guys down in Tassie tried to go Facebook Live with it. It might have been Ollie, actually. And um, I think it caught the cameraman off guard, too, because the kids <laughs> got that a shot pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it was rough. Uh, but good on Timmy, got the win. Um, yeah, it's a big get. There was some pretty quality uh, competitors in there. Like I said, Atticus was killing it. It's his local course, and he's hot when he's hot. Uh, Ruben Berg jumped up in there, MPO, and he put in some solid rounds. But um, yeah, Dazza was there, and he uh, he he played. <laughs> he had a very hot one round, but uh, I think he also got messed up on hole seven. I think, uh, think the story was landed in bounds, uh, chained out on the putt, rolled to almost out of bounds, hits the band on the next putt, that rolls out of bounds, misses the next putt, tap in, also a big number for Daz. So he was he was lead guard on the final day and it kind of fell apart there. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at hole seven MPO lead um, final day. Um, there's eight players. We're looking at three, six, seven, eleven, twelve over between the eight players with no birdies. Big, big, big. I mean, I birdied it twice, but that's fine. Uh, just <laughs> the MPO boys just need to get a polecat. Uh, before we segue into MA one, because I'm very keen to hear more about MA one. Yeah. Daz is round one. Um, Colourful. Definitely got some um, double bogeys on there that he would like to have back. But through the uh, through the back nine, five under, bogey free. On the, just the back nine, round one. Back nine's tough too. That's, and back nine is tough. That's hot scoring, Daz. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a couple. Yeah, that's three or four shots better than anyone else in the field for the back nine. So... 
Um, if he can, yeah, I think he even said himself, if he can put front nine and back nine together at Palmina, course record in trouble. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he, I think he birdied um, or eagled 12 out of the 18 holes for the weekend, which, for contrast, like I played okay and I birdied three of them. <laughs> there you go. So, um, yeah, no, he did. He did. He did well when he did well. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, they may one. Uh, not a big field, but six six of us and uh, three Victorians, myself and Jacob, and Ryan Michelle, and we just thought we'll definitely easily win that. Uh, but nah, um, Ryan came out pretty good and was uh, looking pretty hot. Jacob and myself, not so much. Um, but uh, one of the local Tassie boys, Ed, one of our good friends, he just held out. Just didn't get as many bogeys, basically. <laughs> we all finished over par because the course is tough. But, uh, yeah, he, he got all right. And, um, yeah, I, might have, I had a pretty poor first round. And then the next two were just less mistakes. And uh, luckily, when at Poimena, if you just make less mistakes, everyone seems to crumble around you. And, um, yeah, I shot up from dead last to uh, snuck into third. So I was pretty happy about that. How did you finish? Happy days. More importantly, I beat Jacob and I got my polecat back. So uh, that's that's exciting. But, Pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Don killed it in the um, MA40. Couple strokes win over the local boys. And uh, John Cranston, easy money in the MA50s. And Tony was close. Uh, Anthony Majin, uh, he was close in MA2. Had a very strong... Final round, uh, neg one. And any time you go neg at that course, you're doing very strong things. So um, one of the local boys was just yeah too far ahead. But uh, big shout out to Tony for going uh, for being a chump like us, woman like me, and going under par there. That's very impressive. Nine forty two rated round, just a casual sixty above his rating. Yeah, no, nah, that was very good. Uh, the only other cool shout out that I think uh, oh, there's a couple actually. Ollie. Uh, one of the local boys, Ollie, aced hole seven, which is pretty cool. Huge. Ace is always fun. Uh, but I think more impressive than that is uh, our boy, uh, Jacob Cruden, birdieing hole one, uh, which was actually my whole goal for the weekend, was just birdie hole one. Um, couldn't do it, but he did, and it made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> that was, was that round two? I think you got that done? Yeah, round two. So his round was in the gutter. And um, apparently he got up to the tee and he just told the boys he's going in full YOLO mode. Um, so he got pin high, but up on the left where it's putting downhill, it's death putt. It's, it's, it's death, death putt. Like that's, you don't want that putt from about I don't know, 12, 13, maybe 15. It was far. I was on the, another hole. I was on hole seven looking up at him and I see him just standing there and he goes, Yol-, he just yells out YOLO. And drills this putt. I was so mad at him. <laughs> but very impressive from uh, the young fella anyway. He um, <laughs> he had a few babies that night and he was a used Band-Aid the next day. <laughs> um, was he a uh, front seat Bandit Saturday um, <laughs> night? Something like that. He made it to bed, but it was just... He did keep us up all night vomiting. <laughs> Uh, Dazza might yeah. have uh, Dazza might have some audio of that but uh, <laughs> I don't know if we want that for the pod no no we might not splice that one in 
just having a closer look at his scorecards now, he's got two birdies over the Saturday. Uh, that's a total of two birdies on the Saturday. I'm uh, not surprised that oh. he felt a little too hydrated going into Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, it was a lot of fun. Um, small, yeah, flights made it difficult because it's expensive. It's a small field, but yeah, for anyone listening, if you've never played it, you've got to get out there next year. Um, make sure you get down for nationals. It's going to be so good. Um, being there, we they we realised they got a little few logistical battles because we play across that road so many times. You can't have people coming and going so often. So uh, they're onto it. They're figuring some stuff out. Uh, my suggestion was to move everything down to the bottom of the hill and start from there. But then you got that. You got a flat par five into that monster uphill par five into that tunnel. So. Brutal way to start around. Yeah, so they're not real keen on that. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, people will be coming to practice it and they'll be over the course by the third hole. But, oh, yeah, uh, you might just get dropouts. Dropouts yeah. cool. <laughs> so I'm confident they'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, if you're thinking about nationals, you've got to go. It's the best course in Australia. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, for sure. Sick. Yeah. What else uh, happened on the weekend? We had, um, what kind of thing? Ball ball. Ball ball happened. Did you have eyes um, on that? I, I, I do have eyes on that as I frantically type into my computer right now. Oh, no, I, I got that up. Um, I, more meant were you watching that over the weekend? I was keeping a pretty close eye because I, I really like that tournament. I was sad to miss it, but um, two heads will always take preference. Yeah, I was keeping a loose eye. I like... I have to say that reception has to be a bit of a challenge up there. So, like, live scores seem to trickle in a bit bit weirdly. Um, so I sort of just sporadically kept an eye on it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I was watching because my old man was up there and he uh, he got it done pretty easy for for the old boys. Uh, very impressed with him. So he's, he's getting back to his winning ways after uh, a bit of a down period. So that was nice to see him getting the chocolates over Doug. Um, Seb just cheating by still playing MA2. Uh, e- easy clearly win. Doesn't, clearly doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> nah, no. <laughs> Definitely doesn't. We'll have to ram it down his throat. But yeah, just eight strokes better than next. And... Oh, shocker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, he's, he's disgusting. And um, I was... <laughs> I'm going to admit... I was pretty unimpressed with Ryan and um, Aiden's first round. You saw that they, I think they finished with Neg four each. Something, yeah, something like that, yeah. And you were showing me the the scores that we put together on our wacky weekend there, where we had we were mandated to throw rollers and left hands and tomahawks and and the best someone shot in that was like a Neg two. You can't be. You can't be rolling up and then shooting a couple better than that when you're with your whole arsenal. Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. So Ryan right of the ship though, as he does. I think he shot ten or eleven down the next day. And yeah, he just backed it up with a thousand rated round. Yeah, that's that's doing plenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know that was cool to see, but um, yeah, I don't know, Aiden. What? Uh, he's a weapon down at Bald Hill, but maybe he doesn't like the altitude. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, but 
Um, yeah, Papa Hart got it done as well. So the Geelong crew oh, coming. Yeah, coming and taking over. Luke Pote. Oh, geez, the more I look at it, the more sad it is for us Melbourne boys. Yeah, I think it's sad on a couple of fronts as well because. Like, like, we went there, all right, and this is hearsay, but there is also rumours going around that when it came to um, the festivities late at night, Geelong crew, well represented, (laughs) well represented. Melbourne crew, in bed, getting shut off. Interesting. That's not what the spirit of ball ball is about. No wonder no one from Melbourne won. Exactly. Like, that was going to be my point. And Mm. now they're hitting the bottom of the leaderboard, all right, sober, but at the bottom of the leaderboard. <laughs> so I think they'll know for next time. Yeah, well, Luke Pote's very good value. He uh, he gets on the guitar and he can sing. and So we'll give him that. I like that. He I was there last year. He led the charge with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, might have to have a talk to some of these Melbourne crew. And, uh, now, I, have to, I have to bring this up. Please do. Round one, round one, MA50. When I was keeping an eye on live scores, and I'm just I'm just letting it refresh now. Yeah, I I have to assume that um, David Heath started somewhere early in the course. Must have been that he might have even started on hole one, being the TD. Through mm-hmm. ten holes, he was just plus one. Oh, Dave, what happened on the back nine? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like when I looked at the live scores at one stage. He he had a, a, a lead, a decent lead. Yeah. Oh, no, he, halfway, yeah. Sorry. Halfway through round one. So yeah. um, up and about, it didn't didn't finish the way he would have liked, I guess. But um, definitely, you know, at, you know, it's always hard to be TD and um, play well. He was trying to buck that trend. Yeah. No, we'll just have a look at it. his first round. Actually, was quite good. Um, yeah. But wow, hot front nine. Good on you, David. Yeah. You like to but, see that. Yeah, that's my shout-out for sure. Oh, very nice. Oh, we're going to start doing that. We've got to uh, uh, just come up with a little segment on the spot. We'll do a, we need a spotlight. So I think we've just done that. And I think we need, like, a not light for the weekend as well. Yeah. So yes. um, hot spotlight on David. But um, uh, people might be getting off this week, although we did kind of shame Ryan and Aiden already. <laughs> we um yeah, but we we'll put we'll put it in a bucket. We'll put it in a um a segment, a deliberate segment, so they know it's coming. They can turn down the volume. Nice. If you know, yeah, if you know you're in the firing range, or you anticipate you're in the firing range, you can always turn down the volume. No, that sounds good. We're gonna yeah, we'll do a spotlight and a not light. So um yeah, watch watch out, guys. Um, hopefully that won't be me tomorrow. Hopefully, <laughs> won't make my own not light. Um, uh, yeah. So that's basically everything then that... Ha- oh, they had the Mando thing. I, I've, I'm not seeing much on that. I haven't had a look. I've heard it's a lot of fun. The, on the Sunday... Uh, on the Monday, I should say. No, the Sunday? No, the Monday. It was when, the Monday. Monday, Mando Madness. Yeah. Uh, I heard it was a lot of fun and a very challenging course. I think Aiden won it with uh, Neg 3. And he routinely shoots 10 down at... Bald, uh, Bald Hill, so they must have done a lot to take seven strokes off his score. So, um, yeah, apparently quite challenging. I think the Tuesday boys played it uh, instead of the normal layout and very mixed results. They had one of the pairings shot neck four, which apparently is pretty hot, uh, but they had a triple that shot neck 13. So, 
Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what shenanigans were going on there, but I don't know how you are getting ten strokes better than what Aiden can pump out at Bald Hill. Yeah, true. I'm. I also have question marks. Mm. I also have question marks over that entire thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looked good. They're, someone, um, you know, Josh Smith went down and played it. Um, and yeah, he he only managed a minus one. Um, at Ballarat, there was so much disc golf this weekend. At Ballarat the day before, on the blue course, he managed like a minus three or a four Hot. with eight with eight birdies on the blue course. Oh. Yeah, so he can play young Josh Smith. And uh, yeah, on, at the Mandos, uh, only managed a minus one. Oh, sorry, speaking of Ballarat, so I wasn't there, but you were there, but someone on your card did something very, very crazy. And um, I was... Yes. I don't know if, if yeah if my imagination of where that photo was it it's disgusting yeah this kid if you haven't played with oh, I'm gonna forget now I've got his last name if you haven't played Sanders. with Riley Sanders out of Ballarat you've got to you've got to go see him throw alright the way he puts it is he's been playing disc golf for 12 months longer than what the course has been in the ground I don't know how he did this because he's always been in Ballarat, but he discovered disc golf and just went and threw in a paddock um, and just threw bombs for fun. So it's the second time I've got to play with him, so it's not a fluke, and it's the second time I've seen him do something like this. We step up to hole six, the crazy dog leg hole. He pulls out Part a cloud breaker. Yeah, part five, or part four on the blues. Oh, yeah. Uh, pulls out a cloud breaker, which for me flies similar to a tilt. Yeah. And he just rips it so hard that it's just this, like, laser beam that's slightly turning right, slightly turning left, dead straight, as the eye can see, pumps it past the Mando um, just to, like, where I hope my third throw lands. It's insane. Yeah. We go, we play a few more holes. That was insane. But what was more insane for me is we go and we play a few more holes and we get to hole 11 and we're playing the blue basket and he has a jump putt second on the blue blue basket. What line does he take to get to there? (laughs) Just, I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) Like, uh, just a really big line. So he's a lefty, right? And he just crushes... Um, like a turnover over the trees to over both lines of trees. It stables up, starts tiring, actually starts coming back into the tree line, 30 metres past the yellow basket. That's ridiculous. Jump right into the blue basket. That's ridiculous. It actually was ridiculous. Yeah, that's... yeah. Now, he got, like, plus 180. Like, doesn't have much else going on in regards to his disc golf game. <laughs> but, boy... Can that kid throw far? That's nuts, man. That's, yeah. I, I can't even fathom those two shots. That's I was, I was watching him. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, was, I was like, I was like a fanboy. I kept on getting out my camera and like taking photos and just like, <laughs> I, I couldn't pick my jaw off the floor. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So there's a bit coming up this weekend too. The uh, Pro Tour is moving to Austin, which is uh, New Stop. And I have no idea what it's about, except for I just started watching the Brody Smith and Ezra 
stuff just so I can try to figure out who I'm going to tip this week. And it it gives me Vegas vibes from what okay. I've seen so far. It's a bit hard because half the course is not set up still and they're talking about, oh, maybe this is OB here and or maybe that basket's elevated. And, but, um, yeah, it looks like mostly kind of open, like golf course, you know, like old golf course style stuff. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's it going to be looking like probably another uh, crush boy situation. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. So, I don't know. Just like every week, just pick Calvin. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. So, no, yeah, not, not quite sure. I hope to watch the, the finish it off after we're done here. Um, but... Yeah, it looks like it could be interesting. It's always fun seeing a new course and seeing how they attack it, so that should be good. And the Geelong. There's a tourney in Geelong. Barwon Valley, right? Correct, correct. Now, it's not... Um, they're doing sign-up through their pro shop, which their pro shop's looking really sharp. And I feel like we're complimenting Geelong a little bit too much. A little bit too much, uh, definitely, yeah. But... Um, because sign-ups through the pro shop, the PDJ page is not up to date. Um, for example, I am no, I'm not showing on the MPO list that I am registered. Okay. Um, so can't go into too much detail with it. But, um, yeah, I've still got really traumatic memories of playing Darwin not that long ago, two rounds, birdie-free. Yeah. So um, I just will be going down there to hit one birdie, hopefully. It's a anti-Melbourne course i don't know how to describe it um if you listen to this and you're from melbourne and you've never played it uh, i mean try it just so you can see how shit you are there um i i don't know i back when we used to only have one league day in melbourne and one league day in geelong uh yourself and myself would go down and play it all the time and i every month cannot think of one single time i played that course well uh, it just kills. It just kills every person from Melbourne that goes there. I, I don't understand it. It's not. I don't know. Yeah. So good luck. Um, <laughs> I would have gone. I mean, I would like to go down there because I have a false sense of um, improvement in my head that I'm like, oh nah, but now when I play it, I'll be good. Um, and I need to to destroy that inner voice, I guess, and remind myself not to go back there. Uh, but I, yeah, I can't. I'm helping out a friend this weekend with something. But I'm glad you're going, and I hope you tear it up. But, I mean, I don't have a lot of faith, sorry. It's unlikely. It's unlikely. Yeah, you, you don't go birdie-free very often. Um, no, it's not. not over two rounds. And it's like, for people who haven't played, it's Bald Hill-ish. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. That's the way I put it, yeah. <laughs> Like, in terms of there's, distance... There's pads, there's baskets, and they're only about 100 metres apart. Yeah, it's not, like, it's it's not Inverley. It's not, it, like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely, I'd say maybe, it's definitely harder than Bald Hill, but, like, I don't think by a lot. And, yeah, even especially if you take out the, the weird free um, strokes that you get at Bald Hill with a fake par 5 and a fake par 4. Um, if you take that out, then... I don't know, it's very similar to that, but I, I can't shoot under that stupid place. Uh, no. Yeah, so anyway, I hope you kill it. Um, I hope someone from Melbourne upsets the apple cart down there. 
Yeah, uh, MC Hardy, um, hot off his uh, recent success, is going to be down there. So, um, yeah, um, hopefully he'll uh, get it done in MA1. Nice. Sounds good to me. All right, dude. I feel like um, that was a lot of disc golf. So much disc golf happened since we last talked. Yeah, too, lo- too much. Not, sorry, not too much. Just too much time in between. Yeah, gonna, it's crazy. We're going to try to pump these out a bit more often. Um, for those that have stuck to, through us to the end, congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back. And uh, via socials, um, we'll be putting out a call out again just for some feedback. All right. So as you know, this is a thrower and we'd love to know are we off the fairway, on the fairway, have we made it to circle two or like voted last week by popular demand, we got circle one last week. Very oh, favourable. Obviously, my mum jumped in there and voted a few times. That but, had, to be, um, had to be all the weirdness. Yeah. No, yeah, probably. Just some people with liking their own work, maybe. But, um, yeah, jump on Instagram, check us out, and uh, give us that feedback again, please. Sounds good. All right, well, I'll see you soon, Chris. Uh, We'll do, dude. Smoke it tomorrow night. Sounds good. All right, see you guys. Peace.